This is a HeadGum Podcast. Coming to you from the big, thick, uncut dick house. Go ahead. Uh? <laughs> it's Pat Walsh and Joe DeRosa's We'll See You in Hell, your favorite horror sci-fi fantasy movie podcast. Uh, here we are, people, to my front, right in front of me, on his knees. Come on. We did this last time. I know. Sorry. Um, you know, Joe, a lot of controversy this week on the Facebook page because I didn't even realize this in the last step you and I did not do an on with the Joe or I did not do an on with the Joe. Oh, geez. It feels like we always do it, but I guess we didn't. A lot of heat, a lot of talk. So I just want to real quickly get that out of the way. Okay. I'd love to get on with the show and in doing so. Get on with the Joe Ho Ho. It's magic. <laughs> you know. You better believe his name's Joe. I never know what the song is till you hit the second part. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when you go up, I didn't know what you're doing, then you hit magic, and then it all makes sense and it makes me laugh. Uh I don't even know who sang that song, but you I hear it at concerts all the time, weirdly. Yeah. Now, I know we did do this bit last week, but seriously, are you going to get off of your knees or not? I mean, you, <laughs> if you don't want me to, to call it out, you got to Last get week up. it was a bit. This week I am actually <laughs> filleting my friend Joe. Uh, no, hello, folks. I, the, the Facebook page, you don't, you don't see this stuff, and I'm about to get out of it myself. People are starting to feel real comfortable just throwing out criticisms. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to tell you, uh, I... I, I don't need to get trolled in the Facebook page for my own podcast. That's free. <laughs> God damn it. Well, maybe it's patrons that are making criticisms. I doubt it. Well, maybe. Who knows? What's, what are the criticisms? I mean, they come hard and fast, and it's about everything. And, and now they start digging through our past. Somebody put up some Metallica video you did like five years ago where you're in like a tank top. That nobody was being critical of it per se, but oh, oh, a web. Was it, was I feel it, like people are like like googling our past, and I don't like it. Well, that, that's not criticism, Pat. No, no, no. That that's that's a bad example. Yeah, but there's a lot of criticism going on. I know the I know the video you're talking about. I did a web series for Warner Brothers Music called or, "What Are We Waiting For?" and okay. I played a, an insane, annoying music fan from Philadelphia. Okay, so there was a Metallica one with Rachel Feinstein and I where we were janitors in an office. Yes. And we were pushing the trash can around, y- whoop whooping about Metallica. All right. Uh, it's just it's hit, it's hitting a place there are two different critics there are two different issues I have. The one, and by and large it remains a fantastic community. I think they're wonderful people. Well, you're not on there. 
I I requested to be on it. I don't think I was ever approved. No, that request would have gone to me if you had requested it. I requested to be part of the Facebook group, and then I revisited, and I still wasn't able to get in. Wow. <laughs> well, do it again, I guess. I All right. Well, do you, have, you, you didn't have a friend page, do you? You don't have like a No, Joe I only have a page. fan page. That might be the reason. That's how JoJo rolls it in. Ho-ho. That's what I call Hollywood. <laughs> Whoa, ho wo. ho Ho-ho. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You don't need to be on Facebook. You shouldn't be on it. It's infuriating. But, you know, I, I'm just a, a person who, like, I don't want to lo- log in there someday and everybody's been laughing for 12 hours at my fourth grade picture or something. I, I'm too oh, paranoid come about on, shit. stop. That's love, baby. That's love. I know. My other issue, though, <clears throat> is the criticism. You, you're clearly fans of the show. You're in a fucking fan page. <laughs> I'm too sensitive, a man. What is I'm too crit- sensitive. What kind of criticism? I could go on. I'm not even going to give these trolls the the <laughs> haterade they so desperately crave. Some All of them, right. I'll just I'll just delete it. I'll be like, "Fuck you, delete." Delete what? They leave some nasty comment. I'm like, "Boom, out." How do you have control in deleting things on the Facebook group? I'm an administrator. And now people will try to get. Can't deleted. even get into the damn group. You're an administrator. Well, I it's me and a, it's me and Emily. I mean, she does a lot more than I do. What I, now I know Emily's very swift to kick like any any haters and hating out. So I think maybe you're being a little. No, well, I think here. hers was some guy was ta- saying racist shit or something. Right, but uh, I, I am being too sensitive, of course. But you just anytime somebody says anything, I'm like, well, fuck you. I remember you once got offended that I referred to your hair as red. It really threw you off. the. I was like, I don't well, understand. It's not that bad of a thing. It's it's not a bad thing at all. The hair is not. The beard has a, a, t- a tinge of auburn to it. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Um, I, I, I do. I get offended too easily. That's all right. Me too. That's why I got off of Twitter. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get off of all this stuff. It, it's infuriating. Being off of Twitter is magical. You know, it's happening. It's happening. It's magical. Soon. It's It's been months I, I dip in, I once in a, once a week I'll dip in, make sure I don't have any DMs. Even right. if I do, I might not even look at them. I'll retweet like a plug for a show, and I'm out, dude. Like uh, it's it has been way before Christmas. I, I've been doing this for a while now. I don't know how yeah. long it's been, but it is it, it is such a stress removal not going on to that fucking. I admire it. Slinging website. I I was hitting a point where I would wake up, my hand would go over to the phone, yeah. and I'm 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 mad before I've even fully opened my eyes. It's it's a st- and then I go to bed doing it. What and then you I also doing? get the you also get the pit in your stomach. How many shitty at comments I'm oh, going to yeah. get for for something I tweeted that was just meant to be funny? Or, right. Or, then it's yeah. like c- celebrities. You don't you not only do you not care about now, but you never cared about. And suddenly, it's an up it's an uproar about this person or something they said, and everybody's like, "Can you believe?" Th- this week it was an interview with Erica Badu. <laughs> so now, I I I would I would put my opinion of Erica Badu as favorable, right. but I you know I, I saw her once in concert with a few other people. Uh, she's fine, but I don't think about her ever. Right. Even at the concert, I wasn't thinking about Erica Badu. <laughs> and it, so she had an interview. It says she had an interview with. Vogue or something. I'm like, okay. Why? And I'm sitting there the whole time going, why are you reading this? Right. Why? Right. Because they, they that's what they do. They write, Erica Badu stirs up some heat with her new, you know, like stirs up heat. Right. Sometimes you click on it. There's no heat. And, you, and then, no, then you click on it and you find out it's literally a story about how she has like a, she bought a wok. New, new stove. Yeah. 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 Um, so she goes, uh, here's what she said. 
I try to find the good in everybody. And and people will get pissed at you for that. She's like, I, I um, you know, like Hitler. He's a good painter. Let's be real or whatever. She's making a fucking joke. Right. She's not a comedian either. Right. But she's like, her, her the whole point was, I try to find the good in everyone. Right. And people were outraged about this. And I'm reading it. I'm I'm getting angry at the people who are outraged. And then the, after 10 minutes of this, clicking on other links, right. I'm going, Pat, you've been reading about Erica Badu for 10 minutes. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you bad doing? Folks. Very good. Uh, no, Very it, good. It's nuts. Do you see that? So the David Copperfield was the one I was going to tell you about. And I, I need to ask you, Joe. Why did you tell David Copperfield to do what he did? What did he do? I didn't even know he did anything. <laughs> Apparently, he made some girl's dress disappear. Folks, <laughs> that was a terrible joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what did he do? This one really cracked me up. Right. So, you want to? I, I care less about David Copperfield than I do Badu by about 100%. Now, can I make a. Please just tell me one thing. Make me one promise. Yeah. In the David Copperfield sexual harassment right. or assault story. Yeah. Does the misconduct take place inside the box when he brings the lady in during the show? <laughs> uh, it did not. No. Okay. All right. It did not. Okay. It was a terrible story. That's why I'm hesitant to riff with you on it. But, oh, it's it's like a real bad thing. You know, I yeah. literally have no idea what it is. I know that Joe. We all know that Copperfield or David Copperfield, folks, <laughs> more like it. He. Uh, Okay, he takes to he puts out an open letter to the entertainment industry yesterday, and it's like David Copperfield releases statement on Me Too. So everything everything in my power is saying don't click on this link. You don't care, Pat. And I clicked on. Oh boy! I open it up. He's got this big statement, and he's basically saying, obviously, Me Too is very important. We need to support these people. It's we got to hear them. We got to listen. Oh boy! That said. <laughs> We also need to not necessarily believe everyone because years ago this girl accused me of rape and she was proven to be a complete liar. Right. And then just shitting all over. He's like, she was a complete liar. Everyone knew it. We called her out and then the whole Me Too thing takes this dark, weird turn. Right. Then it ends and I'm sitting there like, why would David Copperfield release this statement? Cut to today. David Copperfield, not 24 hours later, accused of sexual misconduct. What was by the same lady or by it, it somebody It was the different? same lady, but she was 17. Uh, she, You're off to a bad start. She, you know, he uh, slipped something in her drink. She woke up. He was raping her or something. Oh, like my that. God. Look, or, you know, they, they kept the details fairly vague. Um, So it's like, all right, Dave, what what? What, what did you think yesterday was going to accomplish coming out with that statement that we'd all be like, OK, so now. Yeah, like like he's literally trying to be like, see, what a coincidence. <laughs> so, so the day after I say it, I, I was blown away by the stupidity. Like there are publicists. Somebody at his level has a publicist. Do you not talk to them? Uh, it's look, it's he's literally uh, what's his face? He's literally uh, the uh, incredible Burt Wonderstone. Or yes. Whatever. You know? Yes, that's right. That's uh that's terrible. How about I lighten it up with we well, liked. Oh, go ahead. W- one last piece, though. This girl may, released her statement and said, I just want to let you know, I'm not at this time, nor was I ever asking for money. I'm 
merely saying this happened. Why, why would, would I say this happened? Right. You know, and it's like, okay, these are all complicated matters. But uh, Jesus Eesh. Christ. I, I feel like I might have made this comparison before, but every time you get online, it's like opening that that like book of the dead or something. And yes. It's just like screams and horror coming at you. Pat, I've taken to drinking a bottle of wine a night. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's a lot. <laughs> it's probably not too. It's probably a little too much. It's normal. I mean, I think moms do that. I mean, it's four glasses. It makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> it lets me tune out. You wake up without a hangover of any sure. kind. But you uh, like the but, white wine. I, I like a red wine. I well, I read in a paleo th- blog that the best alcohol you can drink if you're trying to keep the weight off is a dry white. Really? Yes, it's low in sugar. So you find a dry white that's high in alcohol, like a twelve five, thirteen five. That's going to be way lower in sugar than your average red. Um, but you can find a dry red too. It's just red's a deeper darker grape so it, i think it usually just carries more sugar right. um, you know the original title of uh, fraser was dry whites <laughs> i've been watching the show nonstop. i can't get enough of it you, you rubbed off me i'm about 15 into the first season and i'm enjoying it haven't laughed out loud but i'm enjoying it It starts to get laugh out loud funny in the second season okay first season like i said last time they're still working out some of the kinks like yeah. the dad's still a little too mean right you know like but once they get rolling, Niles, I mean, once Niles takes flight, it's just yeah. the physical well, comedy. Every, he's the greatest. Kelsey Grammer is very funny. Like, I it, love it. It's him. easy to forget. You know, I, I heard that uh, being a camera operator on that show was the hardest job in town because it was all crane shots. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of that kind of joke. Folks! I found three folks jokes in my uh, my iPhone that All a right. document I haven't looked at in forever. I'm going to do them on stage tonight. I just had a document called One Liners. Okay. I was like, oh, these are all folks jokes. I could just I'm just going to sure. do these on stage at my show. Tonight. I'm going to open with these. Are you going to so, say folks? Why not? Yeah, you should. So I'm going to go. Uh, so the first one is uh, is uh, uh, hey my. <laughs> The hospital says if they can deliver my wife's pregnancy in under 30 minutes, it's free. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't start with that one. Uh, this is the one I really like, but it, it, it has a questionable word in it. Uh, folks, I golf with a handicap. My caddy's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, why can't you say... You're going to get booed. Why can't you say retarded... In a clinical sense like that. I'm not saying that guy's retarded who's not. I'm saying a guy who is, uh, is retarded is retarded. Why can't you say it like that? I uh, I have uh, a couple friends, friends of friends, who work with the handicapped, the mentally handicapped. They explained it to me. Um, I wasn't 100% clear on it, but for whatever reason, that word is the N-word of that community. It just is. I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I had retarded cousins. We all said retarded. <laughs> Nobody was offended. It wasn't well, I meant the in a word derogatory. Means, means stunted in some way, correct? Yeah. Which is what handicap means. So yeah. I, I don't personally quite get it, but I don't say all right, it. So do I have to change? Well, I don't say it like I don't say it like in the sense of like I wouldn't if you were being if I thought you were acting dumb I wouldn't go you're being retarded right now I right. wouldn't do that because to me that's derogatory but if I'm referring to a mentally handicapped person I say this is a retarded person that's a term I don't understand like are you introducing the person when you say that <laughs> that might with, be the issue with a drum roll <laughs> yeah 
All right. So don't don't do that on stage. Don't do it. I did it before. It worked really well, but it was 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, that, you you think maybe things have changed a little bit? <laughs> They've changed. No, no. Well, things well, have changed in the last 15 weeks. Ha- 15 minutes. Oh. How do I break? So how do how do I do it? Where it could work? I could. How about this? I golf with a handicap. My caddy's in a wheelchair. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Is it funny? It's not as funny, it's is it? It's not as funny. No, of course it's not as funny. But, I mean, I'm telling you, not, it's not an L.A. joke. It's not an L.A. joke. Uh, what if I call the audience a bunch of highfalutin cunts after I do it? Will that work? <laughs> if they don't laugh, then I would call them that and get off stage. Uh, all right, here's the third joke. Ready? Yeah. Uh, uh, folks, <laughs> folks, I got cat called the other day. You can imagine my surprise. How the heck did that cat figure out how to work a telephone? <laughs> That's my favorite of them, yes. That's good. That's my favorite, too. Maybe I'll just open with that and then workshop <laughs> the correct word for the handicap joke Yeah, with the audience. Say, hey guys, I'm going to bring you behind the curtain here. You tell me which word would be funniest but also effective right? and not offensive. You know, I was in a band in uh, college called the PTA. And uh, we were pretty good. But anywho, I opened our first show by, I went up to the microphone and I said, uh, well, I just flew in from New York City and boy, is my plane tired. Right. Then I thought about it for a second. I go, fuck. And then we started the first song. Like I had messed up the joke. <laughs> it was a, It's a fun way to start a, a thing. That's funny. It's a fun Did way to start a, laugh? a thing. Well, a huge laugh, but then it led into everyone being blown away by the healing power of our rock music. Of your rock music? Yeah. Of your rock and roll? Right. So, I, you know, it was the kind of thing where I'm like, I'm laughing, but then I'm also like coming a little bit was the vibe I was getting from the audience. Oh, God. Uh, have you ever seen the George Carlin thing about euphemisms? Before you mean we get too parking far away a parkway from... or driving a driveway or whatever? No, that's just a bit. But, uh, well, I don't know what that's part of. That's not part of it. No, no, about euphemism, where no. he basically says it's it's from the late '80s, so it's from a while back. But he talks about all because this this all these like word change things were happening back then too. But he basically says like guilty white people have created a language to conceal their sins. It's as simple as that. Like, and he goes into like the whole thing of like you're not allowed to say handicapped anymore. Handicapped person go, I'm handicapable, because that was a thing that used to happen right. back then. And he just kind of breaks it all down with like words and saying like. There's nothing wrong with any of these words. Like, people just decided one day right. that they were somehow offensive, and then if they changed the word, it would change the condition, and it doesn't. Yeah. It's a very interesting bit. Where does disabled fall? Is that, That's allowed now, right? Disabled? Yeah. He doesn't say that one. I don't know. But I'm talking... I'm with just us? asking you as a man. Well... As a disabled man. I am disabled. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a, a cripplingly large penis. <laughs> I know cripple isn't allowed. You can't say cripple anymore. No. Uh, That's probably fine. Which, but I mean, it's to say crippled. Here's the thing. This is my problem when people start saying this is like the N word for us. No, it's not. No, it's not. And don't, how dare you put yourself in a category with the N word? It's that, that is a word that was used to promote slavery and to hold the people down completely. Sure. The word crippled was never used for that. It just wasn't. People right. weren't enslaved under the word cripples. Right. Uh, and just because a certain asshole takes it out of context and uses it to be funny and goes, 
go when you trip over a twig, he goes, what are you, a cripple? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that word. It's like, we, sure. I, I, I can't stand the adjusting to the stupid people that misuse things. Well, but so I guess what, that's what how, is the acceptable word now? Is it disabled? I don't know. But my okay. point is this. I don't. I mean, I don't notice when someone's in a wheelchair. I don't notice those things. So I just see them as a person. But, right, right. I just see them as differently abled. I think it uh, is differently abled. Yeah, it's. But that sounds condescending. But here's the. It is condescending, yeah. and it's gross. And you know who hates it? People in fucking wheelchairs. They yes. don't like when you say when you say shit like that. To right. Them. The. Uh, but I mean, it's it's. Somebody told me one time that somebody said, "See, this is the problem. There is no. You can't set parameters for it." We can all go, well, that was then, this is now, and now this word is kind of offensive. Then, right. But now your new word's going to be offensive in 10 years. There's sure. no ending it. But Because a, a guy told me once that he was, uh, he said, um, we need to stand up for women's rights or some, something positive. And he said, uh, he was talking to a person, and, and the person he was talking to goes, you can't say that. Oh, goes, yeah, I think you're telling Say what? He goes, stand, you, you can't say stand for something. That's insulting to people that can't stand. Right. I mean, c- dude, what the fuck? <laughs> it's only going to get worse. The world's only going to get worse. It's only going to turn into yeah. two bottles of wine per day for me. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, now, you're a guy that likes to throw slurs around free and loose when we're in private. <laughs> I'm kidding, everybody. Stop. Yeah. I'm joking. Uh, that'll be my version of why'd you tell him to <laughs> do what he did. You're a big slur guy. Yeah. Um, let's take it over to Pat's movie corner. And before we do, our movie for today is Raw. A, our uh, movie is Raw, a documentary about the WWE. <laughs> um, no, it's the the French horror film. It's streaming on Netflix. Uh, if you'd like, we're not. You know, there will be spoilers, but we're not going to talk about it yet. Um, we'll get to it. But it's on Netflix. It's French. It's got subtitles. I'm sorry. You need to start expanding your horizons a little bit. Definitely a lot of spoilers. There's no way to review the movie without without right. spoiling it. I need to get this list down, so I'm going to be quick again. I'm just going to I'm going to do three here real quick. Trip to Spain. You saw it. It's exactly like the other two. I loved it. Uh, it was my least favorite of the three. I thought it was funny and entertaining. I like it better than the second one, but I loved it. Fair enough. Uh, good time. Bobby Pattinson. Oh, I never. I, I didn't even know about it until yesterday when you were talking about it. It wound up on some top ten lists. It's ex- an extremely entertaining, well-done movie. Very 70s feeling, very exciting. Pattinson is fucking great in it. He's, he's a great actor. I'd check it out. I'd check yeah. it out. I love that he made his money, and now he's like, all right, I'm going to do my shit. Yeah, he's a, he's a great actor. He's a good actor. Uh, Colossal. I made a promise that I was going to discuss it because it's been coming up a lot on the Facebook page. Is it any good? It's kind on Hulu. Went. It is good. It's a little like you're kind of watching it for a half hour, like, come on. But it's Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. Right. That's good. In, like, essentially a sci-fi movie. So you're... You just don't know what to make of it for a while. It's a comedy, though, right? I wouldn't say so at all. Oh, because the, the trailer very much made it look... Oh, like I, I mean, I, I didn't even see any attempted jokes, but maybe oh, people okay. find it. That, that's how I feel about a lot of comedy, to be honest right. with you. Um, I, you know, for 45 minutes, maybe, I was kind of like, ugh, I don't know if I'm feeling this. 
And then it gets really kind of interesting and good. But the premise to explain it to you is basically to tell you don't watch this movie. It's a there's a playground that when Hathaway goes to it, she controls mm-hmm. a large monster in Japan. Right. Her actions on this playground control a monster right. in Japan. Right. I don't know who came up with this fucking thing. I don't know uh, what they were on, folks. <laughs> Wacky tobacco, perhaps. But um, by the end, it was really, really interesting. And she's kind of a recovering alcoholic, and they, that plays into it very well. Okay. It's a cool movie. It's it's on Hulu. So but if you she got has Hulu, to be free. on the playground to control it? Yes. And then I'm, I'm going to stop there from revealing some of the, the twists. I'll say, though, I mean, it's it's not... It's not good for about half the movie, but it is worth watching, I think, for the back half. Uh, It was cool. It was interesting. Joe, take it away. You only did two. That was two. That was three, but I'll use this opportunity to do a fourth. No, that was two. Trip to Spain. Oh, good time. I'm sorry. Good time. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. right. The Beguiled. Zero interest. I mean, folks. The title, from the the second you say the title, zero. That's like going remains of the day. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. See you well, later. I like Amanda that too, but um, the Beguiled is based on one of my very favorite Clint Eastwood movies that no one has seen. It's a Clint Eastwood movie from the seventies. It's very weird and very interesting, and unlike anything he ever did. Any which way but loose. The one with him and the chimp, chimpanzee, the whole time. Never saw it. That's a Clint Eastwood movie. I know. But I never saw it. I was making a joke. Um, they took everything interesting about that movie, did away with it. It's Sofia Coppola. Um, I loved Virgin Suicides, Lost in Translation, and then from then on, I, I don't really know what she's doing. I didn't like Lost in Translation. I really liked Virgin Suicides quite a bit. I fucking love Lost in Translation. But I think she can direct the hell out of a movie. I've I've sort of yeah. been on the fence about her. I like some of her stuff. Bling Ring was okay. Uh, you know, they always look cool. The music's cool. This was a real swing and a miss. The cast is great. It's Dunst. It's Kidman. It's Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the girl from Neon Indian, L. Fanning, whatever. But they just didn't do anything with it. They, they. The hell is Neon Indian? I'm sorry, the Neon Demon. Demon. Yeah. Oh, Neon Indian's a band, a good band, a good band. Um. So anyway, I, I can't recommend the Beguiled. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. This was a. This was another for your consideration thing. I'm just the the movie I'm going to get to that I watched from like 15 years ago last night. I was like, I think movies really truly were better. They were, you know, they were just not good. Uh, I have a quick one. I saw finally, finally, after all these years uh, where it's it's not been available on DVD. And if you can find it on VHS is extraordinarily expensive. Uh, But Amazon Prime finally put up a streaming version of Fright Night Part 2, the original sequel to the original Fright Night. Never saw it. I'd never seen it. Um, I had wanted to see it. I got to watch it. Um, Is it great? No. Does it have scary moments? Sure. Is it sort of a lazy rehashing of the first film? Yeah. Um, Tom Holland involved? No. So, you know, we've got a lot of strikes against it here. But uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, Peter Vincent, played by uh, uh, Malcolm, uh, not Malcolm McDowell, uh, 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 for Christ's sakes. Malcolm, the guy from Planet of the Apes. 
McDowell. Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell, excuse me. And uh, William something, I forget the guy's name, who plays the, the, the main kid. And then it's, uh, the plot is Jerry Dandridge's sister comes back to get revenge on Charlie uh, because she is pissed, obviously, that Charlie killed her brother. And her plan is to slowly turn Charlie into a vampire so she can torture him for eternity, which is a cool plot. That's a cool premise. Um, some really creepy scenes. Um, some kind of funny parts. You know, it's, look, it's not the original. It's not going to be. But but I enjoyed it, and it's a fun popcorn movie. It's worth checking out. Uh, and I did go into a bit of a rabbit hole uh, as I was watching it. And I was like, well, who directed You, you went into a rabbit's hole I fucked a rabbit That's while what I was, was yeah. doing it. All right. Now, is that offensive anymore? Can you do that anymore? The uh, do you Fuck a rabbit? Yeah. I don't know that you could. You never, You probably never could, right? Yeah. Uh, what is the penalty, though, for fucking a rabbit? It's bestiality, Pat. It's, you, but, but is it jail time? Yes. It's jail time? You can go to jail for fucking an animal if okay. they can prove it. That's now, actually, it's disgust and raw. That's why it's on my mind. It's the disgust, space, in, space, raw, not disgusting raw. Right, right. Uh, whenever they talk about fuck. What are they talking they about, talk about a, AIDS and fucking and a monkey, fucking a monkey. Yeah. Okay, Go on. and how technically, anytime you fuck an animal, it's rape because the animal doesn't know what she happened. thought it was equal to human rape. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And found out the you guy went that, down on a rabbit's hole. Well. Oh God! All right, Pat. go on, Jesus. And you're offended by my caddy's retarded bit. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> uh, my uh, anyway, found out the director Billy. I think his name's Billy Lee Wallace, possibly. Also, the director of uh, the miniseries version of It. Tommy Lee Wallace. Tommy Lee Wallace, I believe. yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah. Did a little more searching. Got into Carpenter and some other stuff. Do you know this? The guy that played Michael Myers in the first Halloween movie is also the guy that directed Major Pain. <laughs> Who directed Major Pain? Nick Castle. Is oh, the yeah. Guy that plays yes. the shape. I guess I did know that. Yes. He directed Major Pain. Yeah. And amongst other things, right? Yeah, he's directed a lot of shit. Yeah. Major Pants are kind of funny. Get the fuck out of here. There's no way. Did well, you ever see the glick where he goes? I saw it when I was 12. Did you ever see the Damon Do you remember Wayne? when he shoots the, the closet? I, I never saw it, Pat. Oh. It, it well, was, then what are you... Pat, there's no way Major Payne's... I'm sorry. There's no way Major Payne is funny. That, that's something that always really, really annoys me. Not about just you, but everybody. is when it's like, ah, oh, fuck you, that fucking piece of shit. You didn't see it? You're talking... Way pe- way past living color Damon Wayne. So you're already in trouble there. You're talking like blank man era. <laughs> no, you're way past blank man. No, you're not. Yes, These, you this are. This is all the same period of time. And he's doing that it's like voice. 93. That voice he's doing, right. which is never good when Damon Wayne's does a voice. I love the movie Bamboozled. Damon Wayne's' voice is terrible <laughs> through the whole thing. Yeah. It's distracting. Yeah. It's the reason I didn't see Little Nicky. I like Adam Sandler. Fine. But, but you see the trailer and you're like, I'm not listening to that voice for an hour and a Little half. Little Nicky's unwatchable. But anyway, did you ever see the uh, glick with Damon Wayne's? Yes. When he goes, Major Pain. <laughs> He just lets it hang there, and Damon Wayans <laughs> yeah, appropriately starts laughing hysterically. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, when, I'm, when you're 12, it was mo- mildly amusing. I'm not, I'm not recommending it or saying anybody should watch it, but it wasn't terrible. All right. Uh, that's it was I along got. the lines of like Renaissance Man or Sergeant Bilko. Oh, Christ. There was a lot of those military comedies that came out. I tried time. to get through Renaissance Man out of pure love for Danny DeVito and yeah. the kid from Juice is in it. Couldn't get fucking through it. 
I gave Sergeant Bilko a second chance because I saw an interview like 15 years ago where Steve Martin was like, I was always sad that Sergeant Bilko didn't get the shot I thought it deserved. I really thought it was a funny movie. I mean, it is a pile of shit. Well, again, I liked it enough when I was 13, but it was Steve Martin, Phil Hartman, and Dan Aykroyd. Of course, I was excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I might have told this on here, but I when I went to see Renaissance Man at the Mid-Rivers Mall 6 Cinema, I rode my bike. Uh, I go in, the picture is started, and I sit down, and when the lights come up uh, for the movie to start, I realize I'm sitting next to the only woman in the theater. How old are you? The kid. Oh, okay. 14 or something 13 um it was weird but I, w- I was so uncomfortable that i didn't want to make her uncomfortable by getting up and leaving so we i just sat there next to her when you're a kid you're, you don't have the extra thought of i'm creeping on this woman you're just oh, like yeah, you're just right. sitting there watching and then at the end uh she turns to me and she's got a kleenex and she goes thought you might need this she's crying what happens at and the i was end? like uh no i'm good thanks what it's renaissance man i don't know something moving probably isn't Marky Mark in Renaissance Man? Ugh, I think so, and I think he still is Marky Mark at that point. I think he is, too. Oh, Christ, that movie. Penny Marshall's low lowest point <laughs> is Renaissance Man. Why doesn't she direct? I don't know. I don't know. That's a really funny thing. When, uh, did you ever see uh, Looking for Comedy in the Muslim World? I did, and I remember hating it. But uh, Well, there's a real funny scene at the top. The cold open is him. He's going in to meet with Penny Marshall. Yeah. To play the Stuart, Jimmy Stewart role in the remake of Harvey. Yeah, I remember that. And before he comes in the room, she's like, who's coming in? Ugh, Albert Brooks. Oh, uh. God. <laughs> and she's just trashing him. And she's yeah. like, why did he remake The In-Laws? Why uh, would he do that? Yeah. You don't remake a classic, which is funny because she's remaking Harvey. Right. And then he comes in and he's like, you know, big. I just want to say Big was on last night. It's just a f- wonderful film. He's like really gushing. Uh, and she's just staring at her. Then she goes, I love the in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Hollywood in a nutshell, folks. Yeah, it's really funny. Phantom Thread. The new How is it worth watching? Paul or, Thomas Anderson film. Or is it another master all over again? Well, if you mean was it an awesome, visually spectacular masterpiece, no. Um, is it as good as There Will Be Blood? Is it I, fun? Is it I fucking riveting? loved The Master. I know. but you oh, un- it took me a second viewing. And I fucking love There Will Be Blood. That took me a second viewing as I well. I loved that first time out of the gate. But now, you know, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, these are these are favorites of mine, all-time faves. Um, I love The Man. He's never made a bad movie, in my opinion. Inherent except Vice. for Inherent Vice. Yeah. Except for Inherent Vice. Phantom Thread, I would say, ranks... One above Inherent Vice, Oof. but it's way better than Inherent Vice. Okay. But it's my least favorite of his. But, I mean, he's one of my favorite filmmakers. Uh, I thought Phantom Throw was fantastic. I need to see it a second time um, because I think I'll like it a lot more. What's interesting is it's about trying to be in a relationship with a creative person is what the movie's about. Right. Um, he's a dressmaker. But the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, does this play at all outside of... Hollywood artists it well, can't I gotta say it one of the things that has kept me from watching my screener is you know I don't think anybody is rushing to the theater to see Daniel Day-Lewis play a pleasant dressmaker you know what I mean oh he's very not pleasant oh good oh now I want to see it because, he's a prick oh okay good because yeah. the commercial makes him look too nice the reason I went to see they will be blood is because they're like he's playing a crazed oil tycoon <laughs> I was like right. oh let's let's see it I want to see what he's gonna do with this yeah so he's a prick in it 
He's a complete prick. Oh, good. Okay, then I want to see it then. I you don't know, want to see a like, nice dress. I thought he was going to be like this kind-hearted dressmaker. No, he's like a like, misogynist and he's a prick. And well, I don't, I don't approve uh, of the misogynist part, but I do. I, I, I'm more interested in him being a bad guy. Yeah. No, I mean, the, well, the trailers are make it look like something no one would ever want to see. They've done a terrible job marketing it, but um, it is a really entertaining movie. It feels a little Merchant to Ivory, like like it remains of the day type thing. Ugh. Those are movies I would never have seen when I was a kid, but when I watch them now, I tend to really like them. I like repressed people dealing with their shit. But um, I'm not a big period piece fan. My period piece interest starts in the 40s. Yeah, anything prior to that, you're you're gonna have a hard time getting me to sit down. I I generally would agree with you. They have they have to be exceptionally good for me to like them. Maybe and, a western here or there, but you know. I'm currently going to give Phantom Thread a, a B plus, and I think it'll it'll head up to an A minus because it is, it's it's good. Like the, the, there's a lot of stuff about like when you're in a relationship, like your girl. I just related to it a lot myself personally. The mm-hmm. the lighter aspects of it, but you're sharing a house with somebody, and your girlfriend, wife, whatever comes into the room mm-hmm. while you're working on something, and it's just like shooting the shit about her day or whatever, and then leaves. And that is and should be completely fine, but you can't help but be like, I was in my creative zone. Or You don't say it because you don't want to be a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Day-Lewis says it throughout the entire movie. He's like, you're, he makes her feel like she's bothering him at all times. And it, it had some really interesting things to say about relationships. I liked it quite a bit. All right. Uh, uh, let's pop into some scary stuff. Go ahead. Uh, I this is gonna be quick. I had a, I got a video game. I know a lot of you out there might not be video game enthusiasts, and I know the ones of you that are might not have a Sega Saturn. Uh, it's an older console, but I do have a Sega Saturn. It was Sega's second to last big swing in the console market. I love the Sega Saturn. It's particularly good for fighting games uh, because uh, it was the first generation of consoles that was able to port fighting games uh, essentially identically to the way they looked in the arcade. Uh, It was a very good time for fighters on the consoles. And I went to a video game festival or convention, whatever you want to call it, last weekend called Retro City Fest. And I had a blast, and I bought a bunch of cool stuff that I wouldn't be able to find on average in the day-to-day searchings for video games. But I got a game called Golden Axe Duel that uh, I believe was only released in japan i got a japanese import of it surprisingly the japanese imports of the sega saturn games are significantly cheaper than the american versions i got this game for 15 dollars. i don't think it was ever released in the states uh and it's awesome it's gold it's the game golden axe which is one of the best video game series of all time where you know it's a sort of lord of the rings beat em up kind of thing it's that except street fighter it's all those characters in a street fighter kind of thing tournament fighter it's great it looks awesome the graphics are amazing the sprites are nice and big it's a really 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 fun fighting game if you do have a saturn and you want to get it again you should be able to find it for 15 or 20 bucks you are going to have to get the region break code card for your saturn um if you have a saturn you know what i'm talking about i can't remember the name of it right now but it's the thing that you put in the slot so it can play region free uh, but it's a great medieval fantasy, f- bloody old time. So, uh, yeah, there you go. All right. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. It's fine. I, I appreciate you doing it into the mic. Uh, 
Well, I want the listeners to know that this is real. You know, this isn't one of these apps where you buy it and you type in parameters and it does a podcast for you. We're right. still real people doing a podcast here. Joe, you'd even say it's raw. <laughs> You're very good today with the wordplay. Which brings Erica me doing to David Copperfield. Raw. Yeah. Raw is a French film. But uh, financed by the Belgian government, which is odd. Is that right? Interesting. It says at the top of the movie, like, in participation of Be- the Belgian something. That's weird. Like, always with foreign movies, it'll be like it'll be like Dutch, and then it'll start and be like, the Irish Film Society presents. Yeah. Something weird going on. I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like in Europe, uh, there's like a way easier time to get art made. <laughs> yeah. So um, this shithole we live in. I got to say, there there are some people, and I know them, who won't even watch a foreign movie. I find that so stupid. I'm always so happy I did. It It is a bit of an arm twist to get me there sometimes. But what I love about it now, in this day and age, is that it forces you to put your fucking phone down and watch the fucking movie. Because you got to read it. I like that. I agree. When I first started watching it, I had a text drafted to you that said, this son of a bitch in movie has subtitles. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't send it because I thought, don't be that guy. Uh, and I, you know, you get used to it. Look, the, my, I don't have a problem with staring at the screen, not looking at my phone. I don't even have a problem with the fact that you got to read. The only thing I don't like about subtitles is it creates a real focus on the bottom of the screen. True. And there is a learning curve in any subtitled movie where, and it's, look, you, you're talking about a drama, that's one thing. A horror movie where there's a lot of visual stuff going on that you want to see, and then you're also trying to read, it's not ideal. I, I'd prefer a dubbed version. But that being said, sure. it was it was a overall enjoyable experience. This movie is, now in France it was called Grave, which I thought is actually a cooler title. By the way, I said sure, but I, I would never have watched this movie dubbed in a million. I, who would watch a dubbed movie? I would watch outside a of a movie. kung fu movie. What, what's the difference? Well, because that's like silly fun. Why is it silly? Why don't you just watch a dubbed movie? A kung fu movie is silly fun. I don't mind it being dubbed, but I can't take that seriously. Some weird American voice coming out of it's nuts. Look. They don't even do dubbed anymore, do they? I haven't seen it in a long time, and I think it's a lost art, and it all should right. be done. I still. just wanted to say my sure that I said was just trying to be nice. I, I well, don't agree the, with Joe at all. Thank God nobody thinks less of you now. Thank you. Uh, I The movie is very raw. Uh, it was called Grave in France. I okay. think that's a cooler title. That's a very cool title. Raw is a little on the nose. But, uh, I don't know that Grave makes any sense. <clears throat> Well, it's Grave Circumstances. I don't know. All just right. Grave is just a cool title. All Raw right. is a cool title, too, but I like Grave a bit better because it's less used. Um, but, uh, you know, look, what can we say? It's a film about a, a, a young vegetarian who comes from a strict vegetarian family uh, going off to vet school uh, for college to learn how to help animals. Uh, think so highly of animals that, as we already said, it, in one scene they're debating rape, and she says that raping a monkey is the same thing as raping a woman. Uh, and and women get mad at her for saying that. Right. Um, and uh, where did you fall on that debate, Joe? <laughs> you know, I've been strongly against both. 
my whole life. I'm uh, strongly against both, but I, I would have to say it's not equal by, by any stretch yeah, of the imagination. No, no, I don't think it's equal. I mean, if I want to... I don't think it's equal. ...smear some peanut butter on my nuts and have a nice time with my cat, I don't think I should be sent to jail for it. Well, you know, that's up to the cat, really. That's true. Um, anyway, the... Uh, I... I, I uh, didn't David tell of a joke where he goes, if I fucked an animal, it definitely wouldn't be a parrot because he'd talk. <laughs> well, then maybe Artie Lang stole it, or is it Artie Lang's joke? Oh, no, joke? or is it Artie Lang's joke? Yeah, Artie Lang had that joke. I think. That's so. That's such a funny joke. Yeah, it's a great Why would you fuck the one animal that can talk? Oh, that's right. Yeah. The, why would you, that's right. Attells was a guy got went to jail for fucking uh, a cow, which means he had been warned many times. <laughs> he goes... <laughs> I wouldn't fuck a cow. I'd fuck a horse. That way you always knew you had a ride home. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that one as well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, she goes to school, and there's this big freshman hazing at the school. Her sister is already a student there, and her sister, who you can tell she looks up to, is like the sort of wild child in the family, uh, pushes her to partake in this hazing and go with it, because if you don't, you're, you're going to be an outcast at this school forever. So she decides to go along with this crazy freshman hazing. And one of the things she has to do is eat um, a piece of raw meat. I can't remember. It's an organ or something. Rabbit kidney. Yeah, rabbit kidney. She doesn't want to do it. She does it. Thus lighting the fuse uh, to three scenes later where she's eating human flesh. Yeah. Doesn't take long. It's a real off the rails kind of alcoholic has one drink and right. they're back at it again. Yeah, I mean I, I dug it I dug that about it that it got right to the point. Um and what I was saying with Joe that it was sort of a relief to me because I am a little bit of a pussy with these horror movies. And I had kept reading that people passed out at screenings of this movie. And they had ambulances come to screenings of this movie because people were passing out. I can see that. I got to tell you, I I had no issues with it at all. It, it's certainly an unsettling movie, but in terms of gore and all that, it was fine. When so there, there's a scene where where things really start to turn, where her sister, which is a very strange scene, but her sister is giving her a bikini wax, pretty up close and personal. And at one point, the tape catches, and it's stuck on the pubic hair, and she's trying to rip it off, and keeps yanking on it. And I'm like, here we go. Here's where. Something she's going to rip off her vagina or something's going right. to happen. And I was kind of like looking away. It doesn't go there. It goes to certainly strange places, graphic places. But uh, I, I would, I'm would. i just saying don't be terrified to watch the thing. To me, the hardest thing to watch was like her scratching that rash at the beginning. That was disgusting. Couldn't take it hardly. That was disgusting. And then the scene where she goes to the doc. Yeah, she has like this breakout in massive highs from eating the meat for some reason. Yeah. And then she goes to the doctor, and the, the hives are so severe, the doctor has to literally peel skin off of her. And it looks very real. It's, yeah, that was it's, gross. It's gross. That was gross. It's really gross. Um, I texted Pat at one point during the movie and said, literally every aspect of this movie is upsetting, which yeah. is true. That's true. There is not a bright spot in the movie. No. You got the kid sister eating flesh. Yeah. She accidentally in the pubic hair scene, she accidentally cuts off her sister's finger. Her sister passes out right. from the sight of it. She eats her sister's finger. Yeah. Blames it on the dog. Blames it on the dog. You then find out that the sister is also a cannibal because, and here's how what she does. She runs out in front of cars, so cars swerve and crash and the people <laughs> die. And then right. she goes and chews on their heads like as they're dying. 
Like, yeah, like um, why not dig up a corpse? You know, or like, because well, it's rotten and it would take so long. I don't mean like a, I mean like a fresh corpse. If I go to go to a funeral. That's that's no. This eh, is the best right. way to do it if you're going to do it. Well, I'm, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. By saying, the way, why wasn't this movie called? Wait for it. Fine young cannibals. Oh boy, you made that joke yesterday too. To you, I know. I'm just saying. I know when you recycle a bit. <laughs> They don't. I know. I'm kidding. Come on. I'm breaking your ball. Damn it. But it should have been called Fine Young Cannibals. <clears throat> um, because she drives me crazy. Uh, the only scene, the only sex scene in this is between the younger sister and her gay roommate. Yeah, wild. And even that ends in the gay roommate being like, I didn't hide for 20 years to fuck women now. Leave me alone. Like, yeah. every part of the movie is upsetting. Well, you're They're- leaving out the sex scene of, of her, like, sniffing him oh, and, and furiously fucking him. And the whole time you're like, is she going to eat him while fucking him? And then she ends up biting her own arm yeah. to not eat him and right. making herself bleed. And the whole time he's telling her to stop and she won't stop. Right. He's like, she's like, got him pinned down. And he's going like, stop, please stop. Because he knows... Something is wrong here. This yeah. isn't right. And then what's not right is she bites her own arm until it bleeds. Yes. And um, so everything in the whole movie is like this. Uh, there, there isn't one happy fucking moment in the whole thing. No. Uh, that being said, it's a it's a solid horror movie. And I really respect the fact that that a, a France or wherever it premiered, you know, it, it was met with critical acclaim. Yeah. And here I like and that they can go dark like that over there on a big movie. You know, I mean, over here, it's, uh, you know, Christ, it's the most polarizing film, all that horse shit. Right. You know, I, lo- I loved it. I mean, uh, I like foreign horror. I liked, uh, of course, Let the Right One In a lot it was the last one that kind of made a big splash like this that I could think of. But, um, you know, the beauty of it, too. Not one. I'm watching this thing. I go. This is this is the plus of foreign horror. Not one person is going. Well, why are we rooting for this person? Why do we like yes. this person? Everybody is troubled from the fucking jump. Yeah. Of this w- thing. Weirdly, there's there's a whole different critical uh, critical viewpoint to to foreign movies for some reason. They you can tell they review them differently. You feel smarter watching. A foreign movie, so I'm sure the critics are like, "Well, this is a horror movie, but it's smarter because it's French or whatever." It is a smart movie, but it's just a really good scare flick. It's gross, it's disturbing. I wish more horror movies were like it. And also, its logic makes sense, which is mm. real rare in a horror movie. You know, like the, what they explain to you all makes sense. Then when you think about it after it's over, you're like, "Oh, okay." You know, the parents she got so mad about the little piece of meat being in her. Uh, meal in the opening scene. Remember the mom right. grabs the thing. Out? That's a really cool way to open it. it. It makes you think back and go, okay, that her parents went to that school is very cool. The final scene where the father reveals that the mom is this way, but they make it work. Right. I thought it was an awesome ending to it. I just, I loved the movie. I really did. That was great. Yeah, uh, I thought that was great. I also really liked, um, no, I thought, yeah, the ending was great. Now, I thought, I was positive. It was, we were, we were diving through so many levels of, of sadness and depravity at one point. I was like, there's no way these sisters aren't boning by the end of this picture. I thought really? that's where it was headed. I, I swear to God, I'm not, I'm not trying to wow. be crass. I thought, that's where my was, mind. I thought that's where it was headed. I was like, this is going to... And then when at the end, the, the, the crazier sister eats the, the gay roommate that she, the younger sister had slept with, she takes her in the shower 
yeah. to clean her off. And I was like, this is probably going to be it. I think they're going to like. Great butt on that older sister, by the way. Huh? Great butt on that older sister. Uh, they both had they both had shining bodies in different <laughs> ways, I thought. Uh, but it didn't go there. So I was, you know, I was actually relieved that it didn't. Uh, to to me, the most sort of uh, just unsettling, miserable scene was when the the gay roommate shows her the video of her sister taunting her with that corpse and her like like kept jumping up at it when she's on the right. floor and everybody's like, stop filming it. She's drunk. I was like, Jesus Christ. That was a lot for me to watch. For some reason, it, even though it was not gory in any way, I was just like, this is sick. Well, it was, it was unsettling. Yeah, That's it was I unsettling. Do. But it's a good picture. And overall, two hogs up from the hog house. <laughs> a lot of criticism on the hog house. People... People are, I think, have turned against it, but they don't. They don't care for it. It's still going. Some, some like it, but people like the th- uncut, thick dick house. Oh no, they don't like either. Oh, okay, I mean, okay. No, all right. I think one guy re- referred to it as crass. I was like, have you listened to this fucking show? Crass. Yeah. I mean, right, it is, well, but I mean, that's all we. That's what we do. Yeah. Our, anyway, folks, that's our show. Stay tuned. Uh, next week is going to be uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, I guess this one will come out first. Sure. Sure. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> All right. So Black Mirror, uh, we're going to do the first three episodes, correct? Yes. And, uh, of season four. Yeah. and uh, It's on Netflix. This Catch comes out Monday. So this coming weekend, I'll be in Vegas uh, with Bobby Slayton and friends at the, what's the place called? The Stardust? No, you told me. I told you where it was. South Point. The South Point Casino. It's off strip. And folks, I'm not going to make any big promises, but if you do come to the show, there's a chance you might see one Pat Walsh. Folks, I'm not going to make any promises either, but I'd put that chance at about 90%. So I'm Pat not going to perform, but I'll be there. We're going to be in Vegas, hopefully together, having some fun. Come out to the show if you live there. Say hello. Have a drink. Uh, I'll also be headlining Gotham Comedy Club the weekend of the 16th in New York City. Come on out. Say hello. Let's have some fun. And that following week, I will be performing at the Patrice O'Neill Benefit. Nice. I think it's the 10th or 11th anniversary. It's, it's been going for quite some time. But that's going to be a really great show, too. It's Sam, uh, Sam um, Jay is on it, and I'm on it. And Brendan Burns from England is coming in. And I think Robert Kelly's on it, Rich Voss. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, Bill Burr. Uh, it'll be a great time. So anyway, that's that's that. I'm at the Patrick Walsh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll see you next week, and we'll see you in hell. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>